And if we could rise for the reading of the word. Hallelujah. And Luke chapter 2, verse 40 says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. Luke chapter 3, 21 through 22 reads, now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. And praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Let me read verse 22 one more time. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. You may be seated. I speak from the thought today, affirmation of a father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, my father and I have not always had the best relationship, but as I have gotten older and as he has gotten older, our relationship has grown. So I thank God that he has allowed us to grow closer and to be able to share with each other. Last Sunday, I went to visit my parents to bring my father some birthday cards from my family. He had just celebrated his 69th birthday. When I arrived at my parents' house, I was greeted by my mother and sister. And I joined them as they were watching their customary Lifetime movie. <laughs> we began to talk, and my mother mentioned that she had told my father that I would be delivering the message on Father's Day. And he couldn't believe it. Not that he couldn't believe that I'd be preaching on a Sunday morning, but the shock that it was on this day, Father's Day. My father then came downstairs, and I gave him the cards, and I hugged him. He then joined my mother and my sister in the living room, and we began to, to talk some more. My sister then stated that she had to take a dress back to J.C. Penney's, <laughs> and that my mom was going with her. I was about to pick up my keys and head back home, but my mother said, no, stay here. We'll be back in just a little bit. Hang with your dad. I thought about it for a moment, and I said, okay, I will stay. My father and I began to talk about different subjects ranging from the Kansas City Chiefs to him quizzing me on the shortest book of the Bible, which is 3 John, by the way. <laughs> we talked for about 30 minutes, and then my mother returned from the store, and I talked with them about another hour. Now, before I was about to leave, while my father was describing Bishop Wagner as the Michael Jordan of preachers, he uttered the words that were music to my ears. He said, Mike, I'm proud of you and Dre, the men you both are, the fathers you are, and how you guys are committed to the ministry of the gospel. It was a shock to my system as I rarely heard this growing up, and even through my adulthood. I knew my father loved me by his actions because he provided for me. He made sure I had a roof over our head, food on our table clothes and shoes. We had what we needed and some of what we wanted. He protected me and my siblings. 
I remember a time that we were at a church basketball tournament. And we were playing against one of our sister churches. I will keep their name omitted at this time. <laughs> but we were playing, and uh, one of our teammates, James, he got out on a fast break, and he, he dunked. Then the next few possessions later, my brother got a steal, and he was about to go dunk. And then someone fouled him really hard. Now, that person, he may be in here today. Uh, uh, ask Dre. He'll tell you who it is. <laughs> now, he found him hard. And I looked over to the scores table, and I saw a look in my father's eyes that I had never seen before. And he came running onto the court to defend my brother and was ready to fight anybody who came our way. He taught me. I remember sitting at the dining room table in our home and my father teaching us about the books of poetry, the books of law, major and minor prophets, and him helping us memorize all 66 books of the Bible. His actions showed how much he cared about us, but to hear him say that he was proud of me, that just felt different. I wanted to cry, but I contained myself. Even as a grown man, I left their house feeling like I could do anything. As a child, I did good in school and I tried to perform well because I wanted to hear the affirmation of my father. Affirmation, what is that? It's the action or process of affirming something or being affirmed. It's emotional support or encouragement. I'll even give you guys some synonyms. Assertion, declaration, a statement, proclamation, pronouncement, assurance. Self-affirmations are so big in this world today. There are even apps that will send you uh, a daily affirmations to your phone. They are short, powerful, yet simple statements designed to manifest a specific goal. Now, there was a character on Saturday Night Live when I was growing up. He was played by Al Franken. And his name was Stuart Smalley. And some of you may have seen him. And he would give an affirmation that said something like this. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> there are benefits to speaking positively to yourself about yourself. The affirmation even takes on a much greater significance when it comes from someone you look up to or respect. As I described in my opening remarks, a father's affirmation gives you confidence and assurance that you can accomplish that which you set out to do. Fathers are important. Fathers are important. Fathers are important. Fathers are important. Don't let anybody tell you anything differently. Fathers have several duties according to the word of God. A father should be a teacher. We learn in Proverbs 22 and 6 that we must train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. A father is supposed to provide. 1 Timothy 5 and 8 states, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those in his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. A father disciplines. 
Proverbs 13, 24. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. A father should pray for his children. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29, we see David praying for his son Solomon. A father should never give up on his kids. Remember the parable of the prodigal son. The son went off and did whatever he wanted to do. But when he came back, his father had his arms stretched wide to welcome him back into the house. Ephesians 6 and 4 teaches us that a father should not provoke his children to anger. It also teaches us to be an example of a godly man. 2 Corinthians 3, 2 through 3 tells us that we are to live like a letter to God. Your kids read that letter every day. So they see everything you do, everything you say. They will repeat it. And the last one here, talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 teaches us that we must engage our children and have meaningful conversation with them and teach them wisdom. Let them know to not lean into their own understanding, but to look to the Lord in all decisions and choices in life. Build their character and self-esteem. That's why we have a lot of depressed people out here in the world today. Their parents or whoever was raising them didn't tell them anything good about themselves. It's your duty to help develop them into what God has called them to be. My pastor preached a message for my grandfather's funeral that said, don't drop the baton. And my grandfather, he was using it as a metaphor to, that we were passing, he was passing the baton to his, his grandsons, to his grandchildren to take over and to help lead. Now, we get to our text. Now, we don't have great insight on the childhood of Jesus, childhood of Jesus in the scriptures. In Luke chapter 2, 40, we learn that Jesus grew and waxed strong in spirit and was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. So Jesus was an exceptional child, and he had an understanding of the law well beyond his years. We see in verse 39 that his parents performed all things according to the law of the Lord. And in verse 41, they are observing the feast of the Passover. Joseph and Mary had Jesus in an environment where he could cultivate his knowledge and grow into what he would eventually become. It is imperative that you create an environment in your home where your children can excel and can hone their gifts and talents. And most importantly, so they can develop their own relationship with God. In chapter 3, we see John the Baptist come on the scene preaching the baptism of repentance and remission of sins. This is the, fulfilling the prophecy in Isaiah. And he's preparing the way of the Lord. Then the people began to wonder, is John the Messiah? Huh. But he quickly quells that notion. And he says, there is one on the way who is mightier than I. Hallelujah. Who I am not even worthy enough to loosen the strap on his sandal. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then we see John.
because of an open rebuke to Herod and the way that he was living. All right. Now we move to verses 21 and 22 in chapter 3. And it says, now when all the people were baptized, being baptized and praying and praying and praying, you've got to have a relationship with God. You've got to pray, 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 pray. The heaven was open. Do you want to see heaven opened up for you? Pray. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. God affirms his son Jesus. He pronounces and proclaims that Jesus, you are my son, and I am pleased with you. This is the message version. I like the way it says, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. God displays his love for his son and that he is proud to say it. Unlike the story of Jesse and his son David. Now, if we go back to 1 Samuel chapter 16, we can see that Samuel is mourning Saul. And the God asked him, well, how long are you going to mourn Saul? How long are you going to mourn him? So he Bethlehem and meet up with Jesse and his sons. So he takes a, Samuel takes a heifer for the sacrifice. And we see that Jesse and his sons and Samuel meet up. Now he says, come to the sacrifice later on. It's almost like getting invited to the party. Come to the party later on. All right? Now, we get to the scene where Jesse and his sons are together with Samuel. And Jesse is bringing up each son. He's bringing up each son. <laughs> He's bringing up each son. He's bringing up each son. And it says that there were seven sons there. <laughs> there were seven sons there. Now, we find out that Jesse has another son, but not before Samuel has to ask him, do you have any other kids? It's almost like this. When I thought about this, I always thought about the, the story of Cinderella and how the stepmother <laughs> took her two daughters to the ball to meet the prince. And she left Cinderella behind. All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, we see they have to go and fetch David. So he's not even at the party. How can you do your son like that? And we don't see Jesse affirm his son. He doesn't show any confidence in his son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when reading verse 22, it brought to my memory Matthew 25 and 23. He said, Lord, unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Remember that. Just Jesus has been faithful over the things that God has already blessed him with. And he's growing in stature in God and in man. In Luke chapter 2, and now he is about to embark on an even bigger task. 
Then, if we look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, the Apostle Paul writes this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, who for the joy, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy set before him was the redemption of creation through doing his father's will, completing that which he was called to do. Now let me give you a testimony. Over the past couple of years, my son, hallelujah, my son Camden was having issues in school. And I would seemingly get three to four calls or emails a week from his teacher saying that he was acting out in class or that he couldn't control his emotions. They also told me that he was behind his classmates and his reading skills. My wife and I would go to school, go to the school and meet with his teachers and collaborate on developing a plan that would help him in his studies and with his behavior. At the end of the school year, there was still no progress. While all this is going on, my wife and I are praying and seeking God's direction on the matter. All I could hear, though, was God saying, he's going to be all right. He's blessed. And I have a plan for his life. God was affirming me. And in turn, I would affirm my son. I would say, Camden, it's going to be all right. You are blessed. And God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. I would tell him, Camden, you are smart. You are intelligent. And I'd have him quote Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I would repeat that. And we would repeat it back and forth. Now, last year during summer break, my kids were attending G school. Or what I know as freedom school because I taught there in the summer one year. And... After their G school session was over for the summer, the church that sponsors the G school had vacation Bible school. Now, I was picking up the kids from VBS, and Camden runs up to me. Daddy! Daddy! I gave my life to Christ. He says, I want to live for God. The lady who was over the program spoke with me and explained what happened as well. The joy in my heart hearing these words. And I told Camden, I'm proud of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, my son, he hasn't been baptized yet, but I believe and I know he will. But the Bible tells us that you must confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So going into this past school year, I had him and my daughter Skylar create posters and hang them on their wall. One said, I will pray and not cease. And I would have them repeat that five times in the morning, five times after school, and five times before they went to bed. We also created on the other three posters... We had scriptures concerning prayer on them. And I would have them do the same thing, repeating them five times before and after bed, before and after school and before bed. And 
it seemed as, as I was doing this or as they were doing this, God did a 180 of the situation that was going on in school. Woo! He began to get better grades. His attitude changed. His confidence surged. He interacted with his teachers and classmates so much better. Those calls and emails that I would get dwindled down to zero. And the only time I would get a call was if he was at the nurse's office. Hallelujah. He also would tell me about an award that he wanted so badly at school. And I would tell him, you can do it. You can do it, Camden. I affirmed him once again. And just a few weeks ago, as school was letting out for the summer, hallelujah, Camden comes running in the house. Daddy, daddy, I did it. I got the award. Yes. His joy was immeasurable. Don't tell me that God can't work miracles when you trust and believe in him. God affirmed Camden just like he affirmed Jesus. I don't care what you're going through. God can make a way. I've been through some things in my life that I didn't believe that I'd make it through. I've been a single father, two children, no help. I made too much money to get assistance from the government. Hallelujah. But I was still there with them. I can remember them even as babies, me having to carry them. And I would be right there at prayer at 9 o'clock in the morning with them in my hands. Praying. Praying over them and even praying for other people. Hallelujah. That's depositing something into their spirit. Hallelujah. He's a father to the fatherless. You may have never known your real father, but you can get to know the father. He wants a relationship with you. Hallelujah. If you need love, if you need joy, if you need peace, whatever you need, a healing, deliverance, get to know your father. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He can adopt you into his family. Romans 8, 15 through 17. To fear. But ye have received this. Oh, sorry. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Hallelujah. We are God's sons and daughters. You can be God's son, God's daughter. In Jesus, we can hear the Father say to us, this is my beloved child. In you, I am well pleased. In Jesus, the Holy Spirit can come upon you for, the emp for empowerment and for God's favor and protection. The Lord is speaking to some of you right now. He's saying, come. He's saying, you are my daughter. You are my son. I'm not asking you to perform any miracles or even do any works. He's saying, I love you. 
I love you. And when you come to him, you can say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. We can put ourselves in the position that Jesus was in, in Luke chapter 3. When you come to him, he'll give you a gift, just like he did Jesus. He'll give you the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He'll give you supernatural power. Hallelujah. To work miracles, not only in your life, but in somebody else's life. God wants to give you his affirmation. And I will end it with this. We sing a song here at New Bethel by Jonathan Nelson. And it's called Make You Smile. I want to make God smile. Does anybody want to make God smile today? Does anybody want to make God smile today? Do you want to hear him say, I'm proud of you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The affirmation of a father. Hallelujah. There's nothing like hearing your dad say, I'm proud of you. I love you. Hallelujah.